Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, everyone, and welcome to History Dweebs. I am Tim. I am joined, as always, from my, with my, by my good friend Charles. Charles, are you there? I'm here, Timmy. And my good friend, Brandy. Brandy, are you there? I am. We are doing this uh, from a secret location that we cannot tell you because then you would know. But I but, don't think we know, do we? No. I don't know where you're at. Exactly. I'm in my secret bunker, Timmy. Well, today we're going to talk about the mysterious death of Diane Linklater. Now... Those of you under the age of 70 are probably wondering, who the hell is Diane Linkletter? Well, she was, say, was the daughter of a famous TV personality, Art Linkletter, and we're going to get into that story. But before we do, I would like to remind all of you that we are a, a comedy podcast. We use adult language. And if adult language offends you, then we would suggest that you try. Go fuck yourself. Well, I was going to suggest that they try one of the other fine independently produced podcasts out there, like our good friends with uh, Already Gone. Uh, Already, you know, Timmy, I don't want to put any more pressure on you than you already have. Uh, But... uh, but, uh, you know, Nina contacts me now and again, just checking in with me, telling me to keep my options open, Timmy. I understand you're doing... Uh, I, I think Nina may I understand you've done a reading already for gone. Uh, Already Gone, Charles. I have done a reading for her before, Timmy. I have done one. Now, is this on the podcast, or are you, like, telling her future, or what is, what's that all about? Well, I've, I've done a little bit of both. At DweebCon, Nina, Nina uh, I, I, I have mentored her, Timmy. You've mentored her? Mentored her. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. good. Uh, I'm sure she appreciates that, Brandy. Yeah, I'm sure. And we have, we have Ben and Rosanna at their podcast yeah they walk among us they have been down yes. under colonel the, they have. the last couple of weeks oh. i wouldn't go down there for no reason to me it's on for fire no reason whatsoever it's on fire brandy well and everything down there can kill you yes 
Let me introduce the world's ending, Tim. Let me inter- the world's ending. You know, I think you might be right. Actually, let me introduce our panel. I am joined, as always, by the very lovely and talented, a woman who is really of royal blood, a woman who is known throughout the land as Brandy the Benevolent because she is very benevolent. Thus, the name. Her Majesty Queen Brandy the First. How are you, Brandy, if at all? I'm not good, Timmy. Well, what's wrong, oh, Brandy? Is that all you ever got to say? I'm not good, Timmy. <laughs> you just you're just making our you're making our listeners sad, devil. Oh my god. Try to be try to find something you need a I'm gonna get you a positivity journal. Every day I want you to wake up and write down five things you're grateful for and one of them one of them five days a week is you get to come in and see me, devil. I thought that so I thought a positivity journal was That's not it. I thought you were list, supposed to list things that you were test you tested positive for, but <laughs> Brandy, what is wrong if at all? Well, and make it quick. We don't like a lot oh of brandy God. time. People yeah, complain okay. about brandy time. They don't. But, no, I've had a hell of a week, Timmy, but let me just say that the culmination kind of of, of how my my how I'm going right now is that, you know, I got I had a boot on because I, I broke my foot, and so I had this boot on. and That I was, was kind of sexy, though. It was I sexy. I know. Well, uh and it was, you know, it was a pain in the ass or whatever. So I got it off, like, Monday. They told me I didn't have to wear it anymore. And it's, okay, great, you know. And then Wednesday, I believe, uh, I broke my little toe on that foot. So. Oh, was it was this alcohol related again? It was not. It was hmm. not. It was just me, you know, stubbing it. Okay. it. On the you believe table. that that one, Charles? So is devil? I now what you you know we're we're friends, devil, and we care about you. Yeah. But we got to do what the hospital does when he keeps showing up in the emergency room. Is there anything domestically going on? And Dave's got a fetish with feet. No, or are you kicking him? No, no. Yeah, or are you kicking Dave when he's sleeping? What no. you doing there? No, neither one of those things. I'm just evidently I need to. Wear a cone is Dave or in a safe environment? Dave is fine. Dave is in a safe environment. He's good. Does he feel safe? I yes, he feels safe. Every, he's. Fine. I don't believe that. Well, how is your pneumonia, Brandy? My well, I don't have pneumonia. I have this weird si- sinus thing. I started doing a neti pot, which is completely weird, um, and not my favorite thing in the world to do. And. So, oh, I love me a neti pot. I love it. it. Just clears all the stuff out. Your mind's clear. <sighs> your thoughts are clear. Everything's clear. I don't know. I, you know, skin, I feel like you're. Getting, I feel like I'm going to drown. So I don't do, be I the little sure baby that uses home. that powder, devil. Put just mix. Put some whiskey and salt in there, devil. Oh yeah, that, it'll clear you up in no time. I bet time. it would. Yeah, that would that would clear it right up. Well, that was a lot of brandy time, uh, Colonel. Was. That was an awful lot of brandy time, Timmy. Well, I hope you're feeling better there, Brandy. Uh, don't uh, break any more bones. And well, let's I know, move on. Bird bones. Well, I would ask you some follow-up questions, but most of our listeners wouldn't care. Uh, no, so, no. So let me introduce a, 
a man who is uh, really needs no introduction, Brandy. He is a man who has been considered the most dangerous man in podcasting today. A man who is a best-selling author. He has... uh, Had to make love to a woman. He has a... uh, He's best known, perhaps, for his contributions to the phone sex industry. A man who is... that come about? (laughs) In these troubled times, Brandy, we look... We look for answers, and uh, he's been described as an oasis in the desert of despair. I'm talking about, of course, the Honorable, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard, Hawk Walters III, affectionately known, Brandy, as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm doing good, Timmy. Well, I'm doing well, good. See, you, you, unlike the devil over there. You're po- you, you bring some positivity to this uh, podcast. Uh, I'm going to have to add I that do. to your introduction, Colonel. I do. I uh, This week, mostly what I was working on, well, you know, you can't read the news about, and, and we, we're not, we stay off p- politics in this podcast, but there was a similarity between our podcast and what's going on in the world, Timmy, this week. Both um, are disasters. I'm, I'm in my office. Well, yeah, I'm sitting in my office and Brandy comes into my office, drops these papers on my desk. And you might not even notice, but, uh, you know, because we're a three person podcast, we have our own system of checks and balances. Right. Right. And uh, Brandy brought in articles of impeachment against you, Timmy. I did not know that. Yeah, she tried to make a coup. (laughs) She tried to make a coup, but I, you know what I did, Timmy? I shot it down. Thank you. I shot you're it down you're, sort, of, you're other... sort of my Mitch McConnell. Oh. I am your Mitch McConnell, Timmy. Chins included. <laughs> I am your Mitch McConnell. Well, I'm your Huckleberry, Timmy, so I protected you. Thank you, Colonel. I don't know why you would do that, Brandy. That's terrible. Wow. First of all. It was a coup, Timmy. First it of was all, a coup. you keep saying coup, the word is coup. We like I it. dropped that, off. Like a chicken coop. No, a car is a coop. A chicken coop is a coop. An overthrow is a coup, devil. Yes, I, I do know. like no, the spelling, I though. Is. It, I know you had to sleep with your civics teacher, devil, <laughs> but it's a coup when you I try to overthrow a, a government. Is. A chicken lives in a coop. I just want to make a car a is a coop. That's all I was looking for. I just wanted to make a chicken coop. So you were actually not planning a, a coup. You were planning a coop. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I see. So th- now I apologize, Devil. I did not realize you was going to go get Timmy a car. I thought you was trying to get him out of the podcast. First of all, that's my fault. So. God, you know what? If I thought Timmy would drive a car, I would absolutely get him one. Hmm. If I thought he would actually the- go out on the road and drive a car, no, I, I well, do not want to. Drive. You know, I don't know if many of our listeners. Timmy has a few peccadillos, and uh, one of them is just a few years ago, Timmy just said, fuck it, I don't feel like paying for car insurance, and just quit driving. (laughs) I have. I have a disability. All right. (laughs) Speaking of disabilities. Disability. Remember, uh, speaking of disability, Jesus. our good friend Charles. Get, can our, I ask our, you this? Wait a, no, no, no. Wait a minute. Before we, you can go ask me in a minute. Our good friend Charles, you know, 
Brandy was upset at work yes. this week, as you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he <laughs> he come to my office and he said, I'm getting an FMLA statement. So I tell Brandy this. And what was your response, Brandy? For fucking what? <laughs> she said, what? for what? Yes, I don't know, crazy. I got, all, I got so many disabilities, Timmy. Uh, you people have no idea of the of the challenges I face every oh, day. Oh yeah, we do. Oh, believe me. But you know what I've you know what I'm into now, Timmy? <laughs> you know what I'm into and I'm I'm going to I'm going to it's not a multi-level marketing scheme. I'm not trying to sell you anything except my book. He's into essential oils. To a woman. Is is essential oils and aromatherapy. To me. And how did that go how did that go yesterday, Colonel, or Friday? Um, well, it went well. I sat in my office and I was calm and I was peaceful until they came in and said, you're not allowed to have those. And then it, it killed my bliss, Timmy. It, it, it just ruined my buzz. He was back to get so, the FMLA statement. I heard he was God, on the computer. I was, like I was, I was getting the paperwork <laughs> filled out already. Telling I was going to go to my goddamn doctor. They told me I couldn't have one. I said, I'll get a goddamn doctor's note. i get FMLA. I would take this whole goddamn county down over a diffuser. Now, is he this the to, hill you all want to die all, on? You want to burn incense in your office. Let's settle down. So, so I'm going to, you know, we had a, we had a meeting. On, we had a meeting on Friday, and we were both supposed to give presentations. Well, Chuck gets out, up in the middle of his and pretends he has a phone call and leaves. And he tells the woman who is coordinating all this that I'm going to go over his part. Right now, I'm not going to go over his fucking part, but he sets me up like that. So we're in. Uh, he's telling me to go. I'm in his. I'm in his office later, and he's telling me all the virtues of his, uh, you know, aromatherapy. So I got our boss and someone to come over and tell him that he couldn't have that. Because <laughs> he had a meltdown. Yeah. That was a pretty good one, Timmy. You had me. You got me. We just wanted to test one. it, Colonel, to see if it was working. If you if, if you were remain, remaining calm, and I don't think it. Pa- I don't think it you passed. need to up your. You need to well, up that. I a think it bit. worked in the fact that I didn't throw it through the window <laughs> and say "fuck every one of you," but. Uh, but yeah, it was. Well, it was a little disturbing. Too. I'm glad you're you're calmer now, Colonel. You know what she else does. I got? I, I'm trying all these all these crazy things. Um, because I've I've finally been broken down. You know I do the other podcast. Yeah, spies. Sometimes the spies with, with Karen Michelle, and she's a crazy hippie, Timmy. Mm-hmm. And so you know, if you have like like with you, Devil, you know your your stress fracture on your foot. Yeah, she tell you just put some vetiver oil on your skin. It'll heal it up in two days. Well, you know she's she's one of those crazy people, right? But some of it does work, and. You know, I'm I'm particularly fond of jasmine, Timmy. I didn't know that, Colonel. Jasmine is soothing. Well, I'm glad that you're strippers in your office. (laughs) Okay, I'm glad you're feeling better, Colonel. I'm glad you found you know uh, a good place. I'm glad you're in a good place now. All right, can we talk about Diane Linkletter? Let's do. 
Uh, Brandy, this is probably, you were probably, uh, you probably don't remember Diane Linkletter because you were already old, but Colonel, do you remember Art Linkletter? I do remember Art Linkletter being famous for nothing, Timmy. Well, he had a, the guy did, he was a radio star back in the radio days and he was a star on television in the sixties, 1960s. And he was a, um, I mean, he did a show with kids, and he, you know, he was this kind of a family values type of guy. Although he wasn't really, yeah. I would, I don't think of him as like a real, you know, you know, a lot of times the family value folks can be a little condescending. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't a religious no, family no, no. values guy. He was a. He was a more of a just a. Just a arrogant, not a arrogant. He was he was a condescending old man, really. But. <laughs> he was, well, he was a comedian. He wasn't really condescending. He he came across well, as, too goddamn funny. Oh either. my gosh! <laughs> but you need no to know about Art Linkletter. Look it up on Wikipedia, or we're going to tell you a little about it. All right. Well, he was a, yeah. he was an author. He wrote a lot of books on children and family, and he he had a TV show. Well, anyway. His daughter, Diane Linklet, this was the 1960s, of course. It was the counterculture. It was the Vietnam War was going on. The Civil it. Rights Movement was going on. Well, when Diane Linkletter, the daughter of famed TV personality Art Linkletter, died of an apparent overdose in 1969, Middle America were shocked. Was shocked, Brandy. Shocked, I say. She died in 69. Yeah. Okay. Not due in 69. She died, died. in 69. That's why I said yeah. died in 69. Yeah. yeah. Okay, go ahead. She died during a 69. And her... Di- you got to be careful with that, Timmy. You got to be careful <laughs> you with that. Especially you, if smother. you're doing it with a cannibal. Just saying. <laughs> exactly. Jesus. Well, anyway, uh, Diane's death... I cover that in my book, Timmy. To you, oh. Sex with Cannibals? 16. No, 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 avoiding cannibals, but just you know the proper the proper positioning and things like that. I think well, because oh, you get it's you all get, right there. It's not that difficult. Well, you get in the wrong position. You got you got you know oh. a butt right in your well, face. Well, you <laughs> and you can have you can develop neck problems with that shit. <laughs> Damn right, you can, God. especially you know. And, and I feel for you, Timmy, because I can only imagine you. Being the Mickey Mantle of Cunnilingus, uh, you get a lot of writhing and pressure pushed back against your neck, right? Well, so, I, I mean, not you got to keep not, yourself I, in shape. I am a change man. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, so you're no longer an expert? Well, I am an expert, of course. You don't lose that. Oh, okay. You know, It's, it's like riding a bike. <laughs> but you know, I'm older now, Colonel. It's, you know, I got bad knees. It's It's a thing. Oh my God! It is a thing. You know, you know, how Mickey Mantle was late in his career. He could barely make it up to the plate. He was, you know, and it was a shame because he could still knock him out of the park if you could just get him. And he couldn't run. He could knock him out of the park, but he couldn't run around the bases. Tim. Well, that's, it was a shame to watch. That's where him. I'm at, Colonel. Anyway, oh my well, God. you had your seasons, Timmy. You had your seasons. Yeah. There's a plaque somewhere of Timmy. Oh my God! In the Cunnilingus Hall of Fame. There is it's a. In Las there Vegas. is a. Anyway, let's go on to Diane Linkletter. Okay, 
Uh, her death became proof to many that drugs, drugs, Brandy, as you are familiar with, were leading to the decay of society. Your thoughts on that, Colonel? Well, I think a little pharmaceuticals are good for society. To me, I'm, I'm trying to think of a world. Think about what the United States would look like if there were no Prozac or Xanax, Timmy. Oh, it would, would not be a goddamn It would not be a pretty place. Pharmaceuticals. It would not be, be a pretty place. It would be Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome out there, Timmy. Anyway, so I'm is. I'm for pharmaceutical. I'm gonna go see this week if I can't get my medical marijuana card, Timmy. Well, I think you should, Colonel, because you need to be you need to calm down. If you do, you know, let me know. I, I got some. I got. I need some things. Okay, get, get you some gummy bears, Devil. There you go. All right, Art Linkletter. How come he has nothing wrong with him yet? He's got more Xanax than you know, God. Well, honey, who said there was nothing wrong with him? I well, I, I don't. mean, he, I'm just as fucked up as he is, and I, I my doctor won't give me shit. Well, he's getting medical marijuana. He's getting Xanax. You he's probably the getting, wrong doctor. He's probably Second getting a Percocet, too. You're the one who's trying to wean himself off a half a pill of Xanax, so I don't want to hear it. No, I'm off of Xanax. I've, got, I've been off of that for a year. Anyway. You know they come in six milligram tablets to me. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Six milligram tablets wait, wait, for horses. I mean, <laughs> it's gonna take a six milligram of Xanax. Do you? I'm pretty. I'm pretty much immune to them. But a six milligram will probably put me on my ass. Do you remember? Do you remember that Chuck when he was weaning himself off like a half a milligram? I do. I had to stop taking them because my doctor just cut me off like totally. It's one day he said, oh, you don't need these anymore. What the fuck? I've been taking them well, for 20 all, years. <laughs> well, never 20 years. Like he, oh, you like don't he need never these. met you. Uh. It's like he never met you. But why would you prescribe something for 20 years and then just say, oh, you don't need these anymore? Get a new I doctor. mean, don't you, don't you taper? I don't know. Anyway. I don't think you, ta- I don't think you really taper off .25 milligrams no, a to me. I think I you was tapered taking yourself pretty well. Point, point five. I mean, 1.5. 1.5. Shit, I was, I was at 5 milligrams a day wow. one time, to me. <laughs> fucking drugging. I was like the, uh, I was like the Rick James. Of- <laughs> oh, Jesus. Why do you need marijuana? I'm- <laughs> Rick James, bitch. Uh, Who needs marijuana, <laughs> Timmy? <laughs> Why do you need an aromatherapy if you... If you're taking six milligrams of Xanax a day. The scary thing is it's not the Xanax clearly is not uh, working. Well the the thing And is, he carries them around I, with him. Like he's gonna have an emergency where he needs a whole bottle of Xanax. You know what though? No well, no I'm not it's even mad at the barter him. system. He's my supplier. You never know when you're gonna that's right. You never know when you're gonna go run across a good trade. <laughs> it's like a, you know, somebody somebody Somebody, for instance, might have chocolate-covered pretzels in their office. And, you know, it's like, hey, I'll give you a Xanax for 20 of those pretzels. That's not a so, good trade. You know. I should have well, held out I'm, for my just... Trazodone that I traded you. Oh, I got bottles of that stuff. I love it. Do you really? You use it for sleep? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, it's good. It's good. You know, I'll tell you what. I... I, I as everybody know, we all have on this show have mental health issues. 
and we'll medicate it for it. <laughs> I don't. And, I think that's self-evident. I don't really think we have to disclose <laughs> yeah. that. So I don't know what it was, but my doctor, you know, changed. He tweaked my meds a little bit, Timmy, for the depression, and said, "Now this one, you know, take it early in the evening because it might make you a little sleepy." Friday night, Timmy, I slept thirteen hours. It was the first time I took it. I slept 13. Man. I went to bed at 11 p.m. and woke up at noon. Yeah. It felt better than I felt. It cured me. One pill cured me, Timmy. Cured you? Doubt it. I don't think you're cured. Anyway, let's talk about Art Linkletter. He, um, he led, because of his daughter's death, which he, he decided was drug-related, uh, he led an anti-drug campaign that uh he was good friends with uh Ronald Reagan uh in the in the 1960s and 1970s and uh he led uh this would eventually lead to the Reagan administration's war on drugs just say no just say no however there are serious questions whether drugs played any role at all in the death of Diane Linkletter so let me tell you about Art Linkletter he was a Canadian-born American radio and television personality. He's from Canada, Colonel. Yeah, and there's really no such thing as a Canadian-born American, Timmy. They're Canadian. If you're born over in that tainted, God-forsaken land, you are always one of them. Well, Art Linkletter was host of House Party, which ran on CBS Radio and then later in CBS Television. For 25 years, and uh, the TV show People Are Funny, which aired on NBC radio and then on television for 19 years. So he was a fixture, Brandy, on American television in the 1950s, 1960s, and even into the 1970s. One popular feature on House Party, the House Party program, was a segment that was called Kids Say the Darndest Things. Uh, it's where uh, Linkletter talked to kids, had him say darned, the darndest things, and of course he went on to write a series of books by that title. Uh, and it was, you know, it was very popular in a more innocent America, Brandy. You know, I have to. This this reminds me of something. This is this is a true story, and kids say the darndest uh, things. Now, I don't know if you would call a twenty four year old a kid, but one of my kids said the darndest things. I never thought I would hear this come out of somebody's mouth, but we're walking through this. Uh, we're, we're at a restaurant uh-huh. eating because the boys were in town. And uh, Renee's mother was talking about getting a college, getting a, you know, going to school and getting a degree that will help you get a job. And she said to Taylor, my son, I don't know why you would have got one in philosophy. And Taylor, just before he could think and catch himself, just said, fuck you, Grandma. (laughs) I'm sure. He wasn't joking. He was mad. Fuck you, Grandma. I laughed so hard. I said, you know, that's a term I never really thought I would hear just blurted out at the table of Frisch's. Fuck you, Grandma. Well, kids do say, 
He's but they do say that don't the darnest things, things, Timmy. Fuck you, Grandma. Well, in 1933, Art Linkletter, story. Uh, Art Linkletter married Lois Forster. The couple would have five children. Uh, the couple wrote books and made television appearances promoting, quote-unquote, family values. In the 1950s, the Linkletters became major investors in and promoter of the Hula Hoop and made a small fortune off the toy. Art Linkletter also earned millions by promoting the Game of Life. Uh, I think it was by Parker's brother, was it not Brandy or I think so. it was Milton Bradley, maybe? Uh, it was that, I don't know, but yeah, it was. You know, in in it in that game, Timmy, you got a head start, but if you didn't go to college, you were never going to. Yeah, win. I mean, it was I, possible I, to win that game without going. And to I college. think that was the whole lesson of the game of life, wasn't it? And you had to go to college, and you had to put those little kids in the car, people in your car, yeah. You'd have a kid. A pink one and a blue one. Which pink I, one, blue yeah. one, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they have like... But you know what I never got about that, Timmy? Transgender little pegs now. Yeah, uh, a, they, a, they, a little they peg. Yeah, they um, should. Like a JPEG, a they peg. You know what I never got about life, though? What? <laughs> Is the winner of that game was the first one to get to the end. Well, no, it was the first one to get to the end who had the most money. I mean, you had to. It's you, you could all yeah. get to the end, but whoever had the most money won, but, which is kind of a fucked up lesson that, when you think about it. It is a very bad lesson. As long as I I can die very quickly, but as long as I got more shit than you, I win. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I remember you had to go to that little bridge. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like. I, I just didn't like that game. I thought well, it taught my kids. Yeah, it doesn't te- not good value. No, it's like whoever had the most money, you won. You win in life, right? It's like, oh, yeah, you might have more money, but I got a lot of life left here. I got so. a lot of kids in the car, and you know, the remember other you thing had to sell too, your you had to sell your kids at the end. <laughs> you did. You cashed your kids in, and you know what they never understood about that game is. Once you reach the end, you've reached the end of life, so you're dead. So I get your shit. <laughs> yeah, it was it was not the me? best lesson to learn, Brandy. That game. And the nineteenth had the cool little spinny thing in the middle. Yeah, had a little spin thing. In the nineteen uh, sixties, Linkletter started a dance school called the Art Linkletter School of Jazz, Tap and Ballet. Brandy, amazing. In California, these schools were also a financial success. They also helped further establish the Linkletter brand. In the 1960s, the Linkletters were considered an all-American family. However, things were not always as rosy as they seemed, Brandy. By the mid-1960s, the Linkletter's youngest daughter, Diane Linkletter, was struggling emotionally. In 1965, the 17-year-old Linkletter married 19-year-old Grant Conroy. Will never marry someone named Grant. That's the first lesson, Colonel. Uh, somewhat uh, together, I don't know where. I'm, oh, they they pledged their loyalty 
to each other. They got married because they were going to go away to different uh, colleges. So they decided to get she married. She was pregnant, Timmy. She was pregnant. Well, they, well, we don't know that. The brief marriage was quickly annulled and was not publicized, as both Linkletter and the Conroy's families wanted it to keep be kept quiet. Art Linkletter promised to help Diane with an acting career if she would call off her relationship with Grant. Diane reluctantly agreed to do so. After the marriage was annulled, Diane pursued a career in acting. She performed in Summerstock, and in 1968, she appeared in a sketch on the Red Skelton show, Red Skelton being a good friend of of um, Art Linkletter. And then she tra- Didn't she do some porn, Timmy? I don't believe so, no. Then she traveled with her father to Europe to entertain servicemen and their families. Again, this was the height of the Vietnam War. According to friends, though, uh, although Diane loved her father, she was resentful that he had interfered with her relationship with Grant, and she wanted a career that was not dependent upon the Linkletter name. See, I picture Grant with a sweater tied over his yeah, shoulders, yeah, you know, yeah. smoking a wearing pipe. some penny loafers coming in, yeah, coming into the house. I wouldn't like the little prick either. I'd say get rid, get get rid of him. And you know, link letter, Timmy, doesn't it remind you of chain letter? <laughs> well, I never thought about it, but yeah, kind of. Brandy, won't you tell us what happens next to young Diane? All right. So by 1969, Diane was now 20 years old and trying to make it on her own as an actress and a model. However, she struggled to find work and refused to take jobs that were offered to her because she was the daughter of one of television's biggest stars. That would be like one of the colonel's sons trying to use his name to further their careers. Oh, they do it all the time, Timmy. They do it all the time. Taylor does it at the liquor store all the time. (laughs) Oh, good Lord. They'll go in, and yeah, he won't have enough money, and he'll say, do you know who my father is? He has a podcast. My he has two a colonel, and then he has two podcasts. <laughs> yeah, he has two. My father has two podcasts. Damn it! Um, <laughs> and the guy behind the counter says, "I have four. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's more podcasts than there are people I, I in the United States. I completely agree. Right now, yes. She searched for her own path in life with only limited success. On the morning of October 4th, 1969, Diane Linkletter jumped from the kitchen window of her West Hollywood apartment, plunging six floors to the sidewalk below. She died at uh, USC Medical Center at 10.30 a.m. The preliminary cause of death was given as multiple traumatic injuries, which happens when you hit the ground from six floors up. Usually, yes. According to the coroner's statement. An autopsy was conducted that afternoon. Uh, At the scene, police questioned 27-year-old Edward Dunstan, a friend of Diane's. Edward was in Diane's apartment at the time of the fall, but he was never considered a suspect in her death. Um, Edward stated he arrived at 3 a.m. Good gravy. After Diane telephoned him, sounding very upset, and asked him to come over. She 
She baked cookies shortly after his arrival, and they sat up all night talking. About 9 a.m., Edward told detectives that Diane went into her kitchen and didn't return. Edward went looking for her. How big was her fucking apartment? But failed to reach her as she approached the window. According to the report he gave the Los Angeles homicide detective, Lieutenant Norman Hamilton. She went over to a window and I tried to grab her and she went out, said Durston. Diane was found lying on the sidewalk immediately below her kitchen window minutes later. After interviewing... Timmy, Timmy. Can can I tell you a brief story? This is... There's some, it's, I had to look it up because I, I like Bill Burr, a comedian, and he told this story. And uh, this this guy had a helicopter tour business for 30 years, mm-hmm. 30 years, devil. And he retired and turned it over to his son. Now, five days into it, he picks up what's supposed to be a couple, but there's only a man. Okay. Okay. He takes him out on the tour. Well, about five. Now, this kid's only five days into taking on his father's business. It's like, okay, son, you know, keep the family name going. We haven't had any problems. This is, you know, reputable thing and whatever. Just don't fuck it up. Okay. Right. So about 10 minutes into the tour, a couple doesn't show up. Just one man does. And about five minutes into this helicopter tour. The man just leaps out of the helicopter. Okay. Just leaps out. Now, it turns out, Timmy, that the man was terminally ill and in constant pain and decided this helicopter trip was how he was going to do it. That's a good idea. So he just leaped out. Well, here's the thing, Timmy. They was 500 feet above the ocean. Uh Uh-huh. He didn't die. (laughs) He didn't die. Could you imagine trying to escape your pain? Well, only I... to leap five hundred feet out of out of an elevator or a helicopter and hit the ocean. You know how much that had to hurt. Yeah, that had to hurt like a son of a bitch. And you have to pay. You have to pay it for the second time. <laughs> well, he did die from his injuries two days. Oh, later, okay. But, well, that as happy ending anyway. There was a happy ending to it. He did die, not in peace, and he died in agony. But I just it seemed warm. I, seemed a little fitting to me. I don't know. It's seemed kind of yeah. That's why. That's why you story. always you know you have to keep enough. You have to keep enough Percocet on hand in case you ever decide you want to off yourself because there's not too many good ways to go. You know. Well, I mean, the guy, you know, the guy's just, he opens that door and he leaps and he's like, you know what? Fuck you, cancer. I'm going out on my own terms or whatever he had, you know. Uh I'm going out on my own terms and hits that water at about 90 miles an hour to me. And that had to be like one of the world's biggest belly flops. Uh, It'd be like hitting concrete. I mean, it would. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. And think about this. But he didn't die. No, but think about this. He didn't die. He died high as fuck because they gave, probably gave him morphine for the pain. That's probably true. So, I mean, That's probably so true. he did all right for himself. All right. Hell of a trade-off, though. Yeah, well. So, Diane is a pancake below her kitchen window. 
Um, and after interviewing Durston at the scene, Lieutenant Hamilton was convinced that the girl had been in a despondent, depressed, emotional state. And that she was concerned with her identity, her career, and that she complained that she could not be her own person. Diane's statements, as reported by Edward Durston to police, depict a young woman desperately unhappy with her life and ultimately determined to end her suffering. Durston made no mention of her saying she was feeling the effects of any drugs she may have taken or that she was experiencing flashbacks to earlier drug trips. These points, uh, these points uh, would uh, later become important <clears throat> in this story, so hold on for that. According to statements made by Art Linkletter to the media, Diane had called her brother, Robert, age 24, just shortly before 9 a.m. in the morning she died, and he was hurrying to her side at the time she jumped. Art Linkletter asserted in subsequent interviews that Diane had taken LSD the night before her death, with her panic over its effects leading to the fatal plunge. It appears, however, that Art was relying upon Robert's account of his phone call with Diane. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And for that tidbit of information. By all accounts, Art Linkletter hadn't had direct contact with his daughter during the last 24 hours of her life. Edward Durston's account of that made no mention of Diane telephoning her brother. According to Robert Linkletter, however, after he spoke with Diane, he then spoke to Durston, asking Durston if he could handle things until Robert got there. We don't know if Robert Linkletter's account of the phone call between himself and Diane should be trusted. This piece of information is missing from Durston's account and casts doubts on it having taken place. Um, hmm. I know. We got a mystery on us. A mystery. Get Scooby on it. Uh, even if uh, the call was really made, we don't know what was said. Uh, a suicidal Diane may have chosen to bid her brother goodbye rather than report as claimed that she was having flashbacks and needed help beyond what Durst. I said good, but I mean, I said well, good. Well, I mean, <laughs> right before she jumps, that's. She, I mean, the weird thing is the the guy that's there, Edward. He's saying that she never called her brother. Her brother's saying he had this conversation with her where she's talking about being on LSD. Well, and Durston. So that's I mean, who I meant, Durston. The guy with yeah, the number. exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So, whatever. Um, 
let's see. So whatever the truth of the phone call that may or may not have been made, Robert's account of it appears to be the source of all claims that Diane's death was related to LSD. Both the original claims that she had taken drugs the night before and died while on an out-of-control trip, and the later claims that she had experienced flashbacks from a bad trip taking, taken six months earlier and was panicked into taking her own life. I mean, that was used to be the... That used to be the rumors, right? That you could take LSD and then, you know, you could be completely off of it and you'd have a flashback and you'd go experience the same things you did, you know, when you first took right. it. But they don't even think that's possible now. I mean, so. Yeah. But all of this, all these stories changed once Diane was autopsied and the results of the toxicological test became known yeah nothing unusual turned up in the screening thus ruling out her having taken drugs that night no drugs we don't hmm. no drugs no drugs well, no matter no, drugs. no no wonder she jumped out the window well we don't know if diane was experiencing a flashback at the time of her death or even if lsd flashbacks are possible that point have is- you ever had lsd flashbacks double no. Never had them? Okay. No. Just um, curious. Okay. The point is hotly disputed in the drug community. Some say they're real. Some say they're an impossibility. Ascribing first-person accounts to psychosomatic suggestion. We also don't know if she'd actually... No, they're real. They're okay. real. I can tell you they're real. Okay. I've had LSD flashbacks, and I've never even That's taken pretty LSD. That's there. Are, it is. Those are nom flashbacks. And you've no, it's because people around me took LSD, so I'm having contact. He's LSD having flash flashbacks. forward, which is when before you even yeah. take LSD. Yeah, he's going to take exactly. it sometime in the future. Well, here's the yeah. thing: we don't even know if she's act- if she had actually ever taken LSD at any time in her hmm. life, since the only accounts. Uh, the only accounts that she had came from her family in the aftermath of her death. What we do know is that she wasn't on drugs at the time of her death. Um, there were no drugs in her system. I mean, as for whether she was under the influence of LSD through a flashback to an earlier trip, Jesus, we know from Durston's account of her demeanor that her behavior was not consistent with that of someone flipped out on acid. When I was... Uh, she instead presented as someone despondent and overwhelmed. I mean, I remember when that happened. I was only, you know, I was only seven or eight years old. But I do remember the... It was, you know, on, on television, it was all about her doing drugs. And the drugs had caused it. Well, mm-hmm. Art Linkletter, uh, who was with his wife and another daughter in Colorado at the time of Diane's death... Never one to pass up a publicity opportunity, claimed within scant hours of the tragedy that Diane had been under the influence of LSD when she jumped, maintaining that it isn't suicide because she wasn't herself. It was murder. She was murdered by the people. Murder. She was murdered by the people who manufacture and sell LSD. Yeah, it was kind of like that. Bear. That kind of fit his narrative of. You know, his anti-drug, family value campaign. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Art Linkletter made this statement, which would be widely repeated and relied upon as a cause of her death, before the autopsy had even started. Uh, he went on to say that he'd known for six months Diane had experimented with LSD before. According to Art, his daughter Diane has, had experienced minor problems six months before her death, and she'd sought relief from them through LSD. Oh, that's sad. Instead of relief, however, she found a bad trip, which left her hallucinating long after the effects of the drug should have worn off. Uh, Diane's bad trip hadn't been confirmed or never been confirmed by anyone else, although her father made constant reference to it after her death. Was Diane a drug user with a history of bad trips? And did it and did the remnants of one of those ultimately work to impel to compel her to take her own life? Or did a famous family which had weathered the sh- weathered the shock of another suicide, just three months earlier, invent a story that would allow them to present their deceased child as a victim of society's ills? Or did Brother Robert, when called upon to deliver horrifying news to his parents, invent a scenario on the spur of the moment that would help soften the blow? Dun, dun, dun. Da, da, da. Um, who Then soften the blow when she hit the ground. Who could... Who committed suicide three months earlier? Uh, I, I think I. I'm sorry. I think I edited it we'll out. Get to that. Oh, we get to we'll it. Get to okay. That. It was. Yeah, it's yeah, in my it part. Uh, don't don't try to hold. No, me I, I should have. Oh, here it is. Yeah, I, I should have included it. I'm sorry. We gave you way too much brandy time as it was. I'm sorry. Don't be trying to steal my script. I am. I apologize. <clears throat> you just read what Timmy has written. You just read that prose Timmy has put on. You page. are just you a talking head. You are just a you are just a vessel from which Timmy's thoughts flow. A vessel. Right. Vessel. Hey. And and when Timmy's thoughts aren't flowing through you, you're an empty vessel. Empty. Devil. Zero. Nada. When your bout of diarrhea of the mouth is over, Nothing. I would like to know who committed suicide three months earlier. Well, I will tell you if you would just hurry along with your part. I don't My know why you can't get the script. <laughs> We're Your waiting on done? you, shitbird. Oh, well, level, oh. let me tell you what happened three months earlier. That'd be great. On July 15, 1969, the summer, summer of love. I think that was 67, the by the way. The family okay. had in. Well, it was close. It, for me. That was the summer July. of chlamydia. But continue, Colonel. <laughs> the summer of trick, Timmy. Now, the family had endured a similar loss when John Zwyer, 33 years old, he was the husband of Art Linkletter's oldest daughter, Dawn. Dawn Linkletter, Dawn, yeah. don't you? Yeah. D-A-W-N. Tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. It's been three long years. That Tony Orlando. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Is he in prison or is he coming back from Vietnam War? I never could get that. I guess it was... I can't. I never could get that. I figured. I'd assumed he was. I, in I think you're right. I think. Um, I think you're right. I think it was prison. Who who who, who writes a song about a fungal infection? What? Oh, oh, Candida! <laughs> we can't make it. You know, I bet everyone. You know, I bet like everyone in that bus wasn't 
wasn't cheering. How do they know that she, he was, she was supposed to tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree? I mean, he had to be blab- exactly. blabbering it to everyone on the bus. I bet they wasn't cheering. Exactly. Oh, no, that wasn't cheering, boy. God. That wasn't cheering, boy. Knock Please. three times on the ceiling if you yeah, want Yeah, that's kind of creepy because he's, <laughs> he's stalking his neighbor in that, in that song. Well, and then he's got another. What, Wait a what's the song Are about his? Talking about Tony for fucking yeah, Orlando and Don, and Don. Don don't forget Don. He has a, a, Let's get and he has, on see with people. It. People think no, about Tony he's Orlando, got a but song. they forget about Don. No, they don't. No, they don't. Well, they Nobody think about does. Tony Orlando as this nice guy, but first of all, okay, he was in prison. Yeah. Nobody um, thinks about knocked him. three times on the ceiling. So basically. He's saying, I'm up for booty calls. You know, if it's 1 o'clock in the morning, I'll come down. Bang the pipe. But let's not forget, what was that song where he has the affair with his secretary? Now, that's just goddamn inappropriate. I don't remember that song. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to look that up, that song. But he, uh, it was, Tony Orlando was well, not the most. Some people might forget that. Colonel, most, won't you give us a, a verse of, uh, of Knock Three Times? No, he Not already did. three times on the ceiling if you want me. Twice on the pipe. All right. There. So John Zwire. Twice on the floor if hey. the answer is no. John Oh, Zwire. my darling. <laughs> doom, doom, doom. Huh? Means you'll meet me in the hallway. Now, what are they going to do in the hallway? Come on. There's other people trying to sleep, get about their business, and they're out there leaving funky sound, sounds and smells in yeah, the hallway. He's got a point, Brandy. Oh he's God. got a point. Nobody yeah. cares. I mean, it, it's no people do care. That's they the whole thing. If you want to talk about Tony Orlando, then Timmy can write a script. Now, I, I think the Colonel Orlando. is right. Our listener, right now, I want to learn. Our about listeners John care Zwire. about things like that. That's why they listen to this podcast because we go. John we was dig deep, Colonel. And the husband of his oldest daughter, Dawn. And John went out and shot himself in the head in the backyard of his Hollywood home. He had grown uh, despondent over his insurance business. Thank you. That's what happened three months earlier to this chick's we, taking a header. Colonel, out the do, this podcast, now, we dig deep. You got to admit that, Brandy. We do dig deep. But Jimmy. we don't have we to do dig, dig deep, deep through a huge pile of shit. Continue, Colonel. Please. Continue, Colonel. Wow. All right. Well, let me get on with this here since the devil's, uh, you know, getting all antsy on us. I don't know where she got to be, but she can't walk. She can't can't breathe. No shit. What, do you, where you, what, what big plans you got for the day, devil, that we're holding you up here? That's what I want to know. It's Super Bowl I day. I mean, Basically, you're crippled and 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 your upper respiratory tract is breaking down on you. I I want you to think about something. We are the highlight of your day, and we're here for our That's listeners. Sad. We're here for our listeners, the Colonel and I. We 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 are, and the I'm listeners here for the don't listeners. give a fuck. We're about not Tony on Orlando. here. Let me. Speak we're for not all podcasting for ourselves like you are. You're you're in it for the money. The Colonel and I are doing it because we yeah. care about our listening audience. Right, Colonel? We dig deep. Exactly. Dig deep. Exactly. We, I mean, are you going to hear this on, I don't know. Uh, Joe Rogan? No. You know, what are the big, no. cereal? 
Does cereal is cereal no. going to give you this about Tony no. Orlando and Don? Yeah, unless they did you a know, Tony Orlando podcast. You think Dan Tony Carlin Orlando is going to talk about a, this stuff, Brandy? No, no, he ain't going to give you this. You're going to miss this. Okay. Yeah, he uh, give me a chance to miss it. How about that? Go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, you know, at the 76 Republican mm-hmm. convention. Oh, Tony Orlando sake. got up, grabbed First Lady Betty Ford, and danced to knock three times or tie yellow. What do you think about ribbon. that, Brandy? I could get poor two guy. Shits. He he was a cocaine addict. Uh, you know, I never got this either because he was a cocaine addict and battled obesity. <laughs> How do those two go I hand get, in hand? I used to get How him much you confused with Pr- Freddie Prince. We need to do an uh, episode on Freddie Prince. Well, he was on Chico in the Mail oh, one yeah. time, you know. Yeah, yeah, he was. So he was, was Scatman's brothers, man. man. He was cool. The Garbage Man. Yeah, he yeah. was really good. Oh my God! Continue, Colonel. Yeah, I mean, people forget the oh. the legend that Tony Orlando truly was. He recorded with the Yardbirds, James Taylor, Grateful Dead, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, and even Laura Nairo. Tim, really off. Wikipedia. Really? Yeah, he's now. If you want to see him now, you can go to Branson, Missouri. Branson, Missouri. Okay. You know, we yeah. should have a gig in Branson, so, Missouri, because I'm sure our listeners would come there. To- <laughs> we yeah. should. Everybody's got it. So anyway, well, anyway, we got this wire guy, and he's an insurance agent, and you know that kind of down, and that down yeah. to begin with. Yeah, I already talked agent. about that. Go to the second paragraph. So he popped himself, popped one off in the uh-huh. side of his head. And whatever the reason for the unshakable conviction Diane's death was drug-related, this motivated her father to become a crusader in the war Crusader. To me, he was on the wrong side of history. He lectured ceaselessly, ceaselessly for the cause. Ceaselessly. That was Thank a good word, that to me. Because most people would say he he lectured constantly, but not you, Timmy, not you. You take the you take the extra step. You you do the hard work to come up with the perfect you, word, Timmy. Ceaselessly is hardly something you had to look up on a fucking thesaurus. Can you please move forward? What well, I what? Okay, devil. I don't. I don't like to. I know you got stuff. I know you're injured, and I oh, know... Oh, she doesn't have nothing to do, though. Everything she's, else, just gonna, she, she's just going to sit on there and watch the shopping channel, put her f- big boot up. <laughs> the shopping but it channel. sounds like she might be getting oh, a period, well, yeah. too, because you're a little yeah. cranky, devil. You still get those? Fuck off. Well... Art Linkletter's ability to speak directly to others as a grieving father cast adrift. Oh, beautiful, Timmy. In a world of no clear answers yet, yet. And couldn't put this in the devil's pocket because she'd mangle it all up. It permeated. Permeated. Was permeated by a clear and present danger that could strike in any home. That gave him the power to be heard. Now, some I don't know why you're sucking up to Timmy. He's got I write for the Timmy. colonel, and I write, you know, I, I write all the multi-syllable well, words see, for him, and the single-syllable words I give to you. Yeah, this but, is the difference. This is the difference between you and I, devil, when you say he's got nothing to give me. 
my relationship with Timmy and other and the world really is not transactional like yours. See, it's not like You're like the economics okay, professor. You give me you give me a C, I'll <laughs> sleep with you. You know, it for me it was see me and Timmy don't have you just need to re reevaluate how you look at the world devil. It's not about what's in this for me. Me and Timmy do this podcast for other I've people. Got, for the I've got a theory the that she just wears that good. boot so that she can sit up, she can put her foot up on the stool, hold in, hold on to her mm-hmm. remote, watching the Netflix. Yeah. Eight bonbons. Order pizza. Yeah. Drink beer. Ask Dave yeah. to make her a sandwich. Yeah. And you, because you know, I know Dave. I know Dave personally, and I know since the devil's been down and under the weather, that poor man has worked himself. Oh yeah. To well, I mean, more more than more than usual. Take care of her needs. Saying a lot. You've lost more than your usual. Mind. Yeah. Yeah. So I know You've what kind of caregiver shit. Dave is. So, well, Ugh. anyway, even prior to his daughter's death art link letter was vitally concerned with what he saw as the eroding state of family values and he was actively engaged in lecturing across country on the chosen topic of and and really i think your name might be in his pamphlet devil permissiveness in this society yeah he had when he gave his presentation he had a kind of a, a photo of brandy up there on on projected on the screen he did. He did. And it just said yes. permissive. So, In fact, he had been in Colorado to deliver such a talk at the time of Diane's death. Now, his career continued to flourish in the early 70s. However, television was changing as audience taste began to change. Art Linkletter found his wholesome Family friendly program was losing viewership because people like all they liked Archie Bunker and uh, laughing mm. things like that. However, he continued to write and speak out against drugs until his death. So somebody should have just said, "Come on, I'll give it a rest, man." But he he kept going. Now tragedy continued to haunt the Linkletter household. See, you think at this point he'd become pro drug. <laughs> Art's son, Robert, died in a car crash at the age of 35. Another son, Arthur, died of lymphoma. You would think that this guy would be like, God damn, give me a, give me an Ativan over here. Give me some Prozac. I need some Zoloft to cheer myself up. Everybody My guess around was, me. was that Art was a big drinker. Probably. Maybe a scotch yeah. or two. You know, they said they said Four he had six. a dick bigger than Mer- M- Milton Berle. Nobody said that. Yeah, they said that. I've heard that. Mm. Well, Art Linkletter and his wife, Lois, remained married for 78 years. No wonder the motherfucker was so bitter. <laughs> and they drank. Um, until his death on May 28, 26, 2010, at the age of 97. Fuck, by that time, you didn't I'm, know I'm telling you. I wonder, I wonder what time they quit uh, back. Do you think it was like uh, Yeah, early 84? 80s. Early in the Reagan administration. Because they didn't have no. Viagra back then. Maybe, maybe, but maybe he even. Had a, enough, he had but you know, money. those Canadians are hung, so he, he had a big dong, I'm sure. They are. He did. He did. You yeah, gotta give Wayne Gretzky. They say Wayne Gretzky. You got anybody really that's going to walk yeah. among the mooses. 
Well, interestingly enough, Edward Durston, the man who was with Diane when she jumped out yeah. of the window, was at the scene of another famous person's hmm. death. Yeah, in the 1970s, actress Carol Wayne, she was a oh. comedic actress who appeared in small roles on numerous television and She had big TV boobies. Parts. She was... She all she television did. She was a blue-eyed television movie. She had yeah. big boobies, Brandy. And yeah. she was a blue-blue-eyed no, blonde beauty with big old bazooms. Jesus. She's probably best known for her frequent appearances on Johnny Carson because he liked to have he, the big boobies women big boobs. on there. <laughs> yeah, and he liked Angie yeah. Dickinson. She didn't have well. Any I mean. Boobs. Is she still I don't know, but Carol Wayne was kind of a poor man's Angie Dickinson. She wasn't as, I mean, she didn't have a TV show like. With the big hooters. A policewoman, but she, you know, she appeared on the love boat, you know, shit like that. Fantasy Island. Everybody was on the love boat. I've been called the love yeah, boat, well, Brandy. <laughs> and ladies, man. Not. The love boat, Timmy. Timmy S.S. Loveboat. They call me absolutely well, by the, not. By the early 1980s, Carol Wayne was dating sometime screenwriter Edward Durston. Now, by most accounts, the couple had a troubled relationship, as relationships are wont to be. Now, in January 1985, Carol Wayne and Durston were vacationing at the Las Hadas Resort and Manzanillo Colimo, Mexico. Mexico. Okay. After they had an argument, yeah, I'm just making sure I get this right. (laughs) After they had an argument, Carol Wayne reportedly took a. You know, sometimes, sometimes Timmy's Timmy paints a picture, and I get lost. He just wants to admire it. I just to admire it. I'm just overwhelmed by it. And it, I, and I apologize, listeners, for that pause. It's just Tim, it, the way Timmy it damn near brought a tear to my eye. It's a thing of beauty. I'm trying really hard not to be crude right now because my child is over there. But you're ridiculous. And that stopped you before. So after they had an argument, Carol took a walk on the beach. Three days later, she washed up in the shallow bay. Fishermen found mm. her, Timmy. Now, an autopsy performed in Mexico, and you know those Mexican autopsies can't be trusted, Mm -hmm. Timmy. Because they've had people, you know, they got those cartels. You come in there, you ain't got no head, and it's like, oh, looks like he died of liver disease. (laughs) Nothing suspicious here. So, So anyway, there was no signs of alcohol or other drugs in her body. And plus, in Mexico, you know, it's a pretty high threshold for saying, oh, yeah, there's drugs in her body. She could have done, you know, five lines of cocaine. That's just breakfast down in Mexico. So, anyway, her death was ruled accidental. So, this is the same guy that was with uh, Diane Linkletter when she she jumped jumped out out the window. window. He's with Carol Wayne when she goes for a walk and never comes back. Or she's sleeping with the fishes. Yeah. Now, he died from pneumonia in 1910. 1910? He was never suspected. Wow. Or t- 2010. I'm sorry, Timmy. 2010. From complications from pneumonia, he was 88 years old, hey, Timmy. Clearly a 88. vampire. 
88 years still old. Still banging old ladies in a nursing home. So we don't know yeah. what, uh, we still don't know the exact cause of the death of Diane Linkletter. What are your thoughts on that, Britt? Oh, I do know the cause, Timmy. The cause was concrete. <laughs> what's, what's, concrete what's your final thoughts death. on the death of Diane Linkletter, Brandy? Um, well, since you two are jackasses, um, I do want to remind people, because I'm that person, that um, if you are ever feeling, everybody feels lonely, and we don't want to make light of suicide, because clearly this was a traumatic event in everybody's life, that these two are just very, very um, callous to these this family's suffering. Because they're assholes. I'm not callous. You don't say everyone is lonely. I've never been lonely. So everybody gets lonely. Everybody has thoughts. So if you are, has thoughts of, you know, just despondent thoughts. So again, um, and I've said this before, but there's a couple of things that you can do. There's always somebody on the page. We have people from all over the world. Um, Somebody is always on there. Somebody is always there to talk. Somebody is always there to help you so if you need that kind of help if you need anything please get on the page um and somebody will be there to kind of to somebody's there to help you and walk you through it or you're talking about our face you can call the national facebook suicide page. yes the facebook page uh or you can call the national suicide prevention lifeline 800-273-8225 or i'm sorry 8255 one eight hundred two seven three eight. Or you can call the dyslexic page. The dyslexic line. Can you tell me? I'm sorry. What's it called? I, I missed that. What? What? Uh, Brandy. Okay. Brandy. So, I'm gonna give you a so number. Anyway, so my final thoughts yes. on Diane. Do what? Yeah, because we rushed. You rushed to it. Yes. One eight hundred two seven three eight two five. Now, your final thoughts on Diane Linkletter. I think uh, Edward Durston is a serial mm. killer. I don't think he did it. That's my thought. Okay, Colonel, your final thoughts on that. Well, I'm going to say this, and and I'm not unsympathetic to people committing suicide, but don't jump out a fucking window because you got some some poor some bitch just trying to get to work. You know, he's he's busting his ass. He's thinking, you know, his life's fucked up, but he's thinking, you know, it ain't a bad day. I got, you know, I got a ham sandwich for lunch and, you know, maybe I'll go back home. I'll get a little bit tonight. And all of a sudden, here comes some woman from six floors up just landed so, on him. See, you could take somebody out jumping out a window. Don't do it like that. That's, well, what, that's what do you think was the what do you think was the reason why she jumped out of the window? Do you think it was drugs? I think the reason she jumped out the window was just the same reason that everybody does it. It's a, uh, it's an it's an impulsive act when people get okay hopeless. And she so, was you, hopeless. so you think it was you think it was suicide, not drug related? Then. Yeah, I mean they didn't find related, anything clearly. in her system. Mm-hmm. She just was. She just was, and it, this is now. I'll be serious about this. This uh, this is something that we. We did an episode on my other podcast, Timmy, and and I learned a really, really startling and and scary fact about suicide is that, and they've learned this from people who have survived suicides, Timmy, 85% of people who commit suicide, they 
do it within 20 minutes of the thought entering their head. And so by that, what I mean is it's not like people thinking about this for days and days and days. It's a very, it's generally a very impulsive act. And if that person possibly could have made it through that hour, they would have changed. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent convinced of that. When it's I when I worked at a huh? when I, I was at a I worked in a hospital social worker in a psych ward and they would bring yeah. people in and they would I mean it's you know the thing that is a miracle is psych meds I mean they really are a miracle because you can see you can see people coming in and and you wouldn't think they could lift their heads I mean they'd be so depressed and I mean two weeks later they're walking out you know just fine. But, and you know, sometimes though, Timmy, that they have found that that's it, that's what I was going to say. Time. It is because they don't when when people are totally depressed, they don't have the energy to. It takes a lot of energy, you know, to plan a suicide. Right. But the most dangerous time is when they they're bouncing back a little bit because they're still depressed, right. and uh, now they've got the energy to to follow through on it. So. Yeah, but anyway, Diane Linkletter, um, I think they used her death to fit the narrative. I'm not saying they didn't believe it. I just think that uh, it kind of fit, you know, the narrative that they were trying to. I mean, you have to remember well, what was how going you live on with, then. Live I'm with sorry, Timmy. I think that's how you live with it. I think when people when people close to you commit suicide, you are always looking for you're you're always trying to find a reason why this makes yeah. sense. Why you're always trying to make sense of it, and you can't make sense of it. So the way that Art Linkletter and, and I'm sure there's a, it was my daughter yeah, would sure do that, this. You know, there was some guilt involved in that too, but sure. you know, it it did you know and I and. It was the late 1960s, you know, uh, the year before you had the assassination of Martin Luther King, you had the assassination of Bobby Kennedy, you had the anti-war demonstrations, you had civil rights demonstrations, you had the, you know, the Tet Offensive in Vietnam was going on. I mean, all of that was occurring right before. So I'm sure, at you know, it's, we think we live in crazy times now i mean that was a very crazy period and so it kind of fit that narrative that you know drugs is you know destroying the fabric of society which is what they were promoting i don't i don't think they intended to use it like that i just think it kind of felt into their belief systems and but regardless a interesting interesting story all right, so we are now going to thank all of the wonderful people who support us on Patreon. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash history dweebs, where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or Colonel. Or just a wee little Okay, bit Colonel, hit me. Well, we got Louise Siddons. Thank you, Louise. Tessie Poor. Kate Byers. Danielle Townsend, Marianne Knight, Adam McWaters, Elaine Baker, Alexandra Alley, Alicia Mincy, 
Um, the Already Gone podcast with the beautiful Nina instead. Amanda Christine, Amber Anderson, Amber Scoville, Anna Gerline, Andrea Odell, Andrew Frazier, Angela Santos, Angelo Villafane, Anna Garrett. I, that, and Anna, we've seen her too. We've kind of haven't seen um, her. She was on the she was well. uh, on the Facebook in the Facebook group not too long ago. She said she's going to try to come good. to DweebCon this October, so that'll be good. I hope so. Annette Petray, Anon, Becky Trainer, Ben Dobrovich, Brandy McBride, Bridget Bernhardt, Brittany Martin, and Callie Jones, who Callie hasn't been around in a while. She posted the other day. I was happy to hear from her. Um, Christy Lee and Canadian True Crime, Carl Asplin. Carol Elise, Charlie, of course, from Crime Lines. Um, crazier than hell, Charlie. Cheryl LeBlanc, Chris Lane, Christine Howard, Cindy Clark, and Diane Trowbridge. Our favorite Kenny. Michigan couple. If You know, I think Clark and Diane Trowbridge, if you had to say, pick a couple you're going to spend a weekend with, it'd yes. be Clark and Diane. Lovely couple. It, uh, except Clark, you know, you'd have to have Diane there. I wouldn't want to spend a weekend alone with Clark because it'd be like, it's lunchtime, Clark, what do we got? And he'd say, lunchtime? Go out, kill something, yes. cook it. I ain't here to raise yeah. you. And then, But Diane would have food in the house. So Anyway, the Comeback Podcast, Daniel Bissett, Diane's student, Erica Kenny, Aaron Turner, Fiona Crisp, Gina Green, Jay Cleveland Payne, John... Hope you're doing well. Jahara Lopes, Jamie Dent, Hiro, Jason Dykes, Jeff and Don Chestnut, Chestnut, um, Jennifer Orcutt, Jennifer Svoda, Jess Watford, Jessica Greeno, Julia Rodriguez, Karen Bonds, Kelly Charette, Kim Stroop, Kimberly Smith, Christine Malachinsky. Let's see, Laura O'Reilly, Lydia Fisher, Maja, Marsha Boris, Marie. Marquia Smith, Mary Sheldon, Melissa Montoya, Michelle Johns, the next Mrs. Walters, mm. Timmy, Paula Kimes, the Pleasing Terrors podcast, Robin Sherrard, um, our podcast, but I'll go with the Spy Stories podcast. An excellent Timmy, podcast. Instead yes. of rants. Um, Ruth. Whitfield, Sarah Bloom, Charlene, Shannon Arnold, Shirley Strap, Stacey Alsup, Stephen Potts, Terry Stratford, The Vanish Podcast, and They Walk Among Us Podcast. Tyrone, Todd Long, Tommy Lane. Tommy Lane and, and our our thoughts go out yes. to Tommy. Um Leanne Flanagan, Tracy Smith, Vive. Rebecca L., Jin Lee, Alan Cox, Whitney James, Rudy, the mo world's most dangerous canine, and Dottie. We only had a body count of one in this one. I'm well, sorry. Well, there was two. Dot Carol Wayne. Don't uh, forget Carol Wayne. Do better next time. Well, yeah, that was yeah. two. That was two. That was three because the guy popped himself. Well, in the head and that guy died so of all right with lymphoma. So four. Four. Yeah, four. Four. Yeah, we had a lot of gruesomeness in this one. So, Dottie, we all hope you're doing well. Dottie is the queen of the dweebs, yes. Timmy. Well, thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone.
Bye bye. Good day. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.